Mr. Jordan, what's going on today, sir? Tyler Nichols here, Brandon Laborde over at the Fifth Wheel Mafia. How y'all doing? Man, we're just fine. And Danny, how about yourself? Well, I can't complain none. I just loaded up a uh, oversized crate here in Seattle. Catch you at a good time? You busy? Well, you got me at a good time. Just sitting here waiting on them permits. Well, good deal, man. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, name's Jordan Johnson. Uh, I work for a company called Rheinfelder. We're out of Zillianople, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm actually a uh, company driver. This is a company truck that you all see. Uh, it's a 2023 Peterbilt 389, 300-wheel base, tuxedo black with Viper red frame. Uh, it's backed by the uh, Cummins 565, 18-speed. Um, I, uh, I was lucky enough they let me kind of design the truck and uh, do what I wanted. They ordered it for me, uh, and I could do whatever I wanted to it. Everything you see on the truck besides the fenders, uh, I put on myself. Uh, wasn't really uh, too confident in mounting the fenders and welding those brackets on, but Morocco's welding out of uh, Somerset, Pennsylvania did that. But as far as everything else, it was all done by me with all the glass lenses and so on and so forth. Man, that's a good-looking truck. It Thank is, you. Uh, I appreciate I, it. I like the black visor on there. That really stands out with uh, the chrome horns. And Now, is that uh, original stacks on there, or do you – uh, no, they are actually, they're from four states, and they're actually, four states had started their own brand called Best Fit. I don't know if you guys are familiar. So they're actually Best Fit, uh, they're Best Fit tips. I took the original tips off. Yeah, we've actually got a plan to go visit with four states. Uh, we'll be in uh, Miami, Oklahoma, July the 21st and 22nd for rigs at the run, or on the run, for that truck show. Okay. So it's not too far out of Joplin, so we're going to go up there. Uh, and visit with that team at Four States and Chrome Shop Mafia. Uh, Brian's a Brian's a great guy. Yes, sir, hundred percent. I think me and Tyler were there about this same time last year. We did. Okay, so we did. It was quite an adventure. We had a Peterbilt golf cart. We got off a of fella. Uh, okay, interesting story for another time. But <laughs> so well, there's always that? interesting. Stories. Yeah, there the, you go. The, 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 the builder and the the golf cart are both interesting stories. For sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but how long you been uh, trucking, man? I, I see uh, you grew up around it. Yeah, always loved it. Did it in the military. Uh, wh- what else? Tell us some more about yourself. So uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, uh, just a small dairy farm out of Ohio uh, right there. Um, and uh, I kind of had always been around the big diesel engines and everything else. Uh, my favorite tractor that we had on the farm was an old Oliver, and it had a Perkins in it. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but a Perkins, pretty pretty stout motor back then. It was actually Perkins was, uh, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong. I might be corrected on this later, but I believe Caterpillar and Perkins had something going on there back in the day. But um, that was uh, my favorite tractor. Kind of got into it from there. Uh, grew up around cars uh, and I think what ended up happening, I uh, just always had seen them and then a big truck, and I kind of just had a fascination with them. I'm a first generation, uh, nobody in my family truck. Uh, from there, I went to the military, went to the Marine Corps, um, ended up getting into trucking from that, uh, Motor T. Uh, and then 
I, I did the rest of kind of history. I kind of bounced around. I was stationed in Virginia there for a bit, and uh, I ended up getting out of the service when I was in Virginia, and I was doing uh, construction work, uh, doing just uh, regular end dump, nothing crazy, and uh, ended up moving back home. Uh, worked in the oil field for a while, uh, pulling tanks. So I pulled tanker for a good a bit of time, and then I started working for a mom and cop, uh, pop company, uh, pulling just a, a Conestoga with an old 94 uh, Kenworth. And uh, I think that's kind of what kicked it, was being in that old 94 Kenworth. Uh, and then from there, I just uh, ended up getting picked up by Reinsfelder. Reinsfelder's been established uh, established company since 1919. Our DOT number actually starts with a zero. Um, so I think that's a pretty interesting fact. Uh, it's family-owned. They're pretty small. Uh, they take care of their drivers very well. Uh, obviously, I mean, <laughs> you, you all know Richie Foster as well, I'm sure. Yes, sir. And so him and I, we, we work hand-in-hand hand together. They let us they let us do what we have done to our trucks. They're, they're very, uh, they're very good people. But from, from there, that's kind of what, what ended up happening. Um, the Marine Corps kind of was what kind of got me started with it and, uh, my fascination with it. And I think that old 94 Kenworth kind of, kind of jumpstart me with it. Cause I'm like, man, I want to make this thing cool. Right. And, uh, <laughs> she was just, she was just kind of too far gone at that point. And then, uh, Reinfelder, uh, they gave me a brand new Kenworth. It was, uh, it was a black Kenworth. It was pretty, pretty nice truck. And I did my best with it, with what I could do with it. And, uh, then, uh, they're like, Hey, there's a, we're going to order some Peter belts. Yeah. You want, you want one? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and that's, and here we are. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So what was the first truck you learned how to drive? Actually. So that was in the Marine Corps. So they had a, um, a 9,900 international Eagle and it was a, uh, sleeper truck and that was the first one I learned how to drive is an 18 speed and it was a good running truck for what it was so did y'all learn uh in the marine corps there on a like closed course or did y'all get out on the civilian roads when you were learning so it was kind of interesting so where I, I was uh stationed there in Quantico so they had um they had civilian vehicles as well so nobody was really driving this um the semi so what ended up happening is I kind of uh inquired about it and they're like well you gotta have a cdl to drive it well obviously so we uh went through proper channels to kind of get that make that happen and actually wasn't wasn't technically licensed in the civilian world as a cdl operator i was licensed through the marine corps as a cdl operator which are two different things so how that kind of ended up i ended up teaching myself uh with some help uh how to drive it and then what ended up happening when i went over to the civilian side is I had to go ahead and take a written test. The only thing I didn't have to do, because some states honor that, uh, where if you were a Motor T operator, as long as you had a signed proof that you were Motor T and you had X amount of miles, that you can actually get your CDL without having to do a driving test. So, and that's what ended up happening to me. Ohio honored that I was Motor T in the military. Okay, very good. Well, let me ask you this. Do you remember when you, when you say you learned how to drive it in my mind, I'm thinking about when I learned how to drive one, Mm -hmm. is it missing gears? Oh, it probably is. Yes. That poor truck. (laughs) It it probably doesn't have any, it probably, I'm sure it's uh, long gone. Shifting wise, you're missing gears. Is that, is that in your mind when you think about the first time that you were driving, it was, it was the gear shifting that got you, right? Oh, absolutely. It took me a long time to figure out how to downshift for the longest time. Yeah. 
so were you ever out in traffic and uh, got in a situation where you missed a gear and had to come to a complete stop? Oh, plenty of times, <laughs> plenty of times. And, and any driver that any good, says that that's never stories? happened to him. Any good stories? <laughs> no, nah, not that I can nah. remember off the top of my head. No, nah, no, nah, nothing like that. I, I mean, I remember the guy that was riding with me. There was a few times that uh, that he he had definitely uh, grabbed the dash. I think he was hugging it. <laughs> you didn't run over a busload of senior citizens or anything like that. N- no, not at all. Nothing that like that. Burning? Now, <laughs> yeah. So I used to. So what ended up happening from there? So we used to do. Uh, we used to do runs to Lejeune. So from Virginia, we would go down to Lejeune with that that semi. And so once I got a little more confident, they had me taking flatbed loads down to Virginia of just miscellaneous parts to like kind of transfer. And it was obviously it's a lot cheaper to use me than it was to hire somebody else because well they pay me (laughs) so i i was transferring stuff down there and uh i didn't quite understand anything about trucking whatsoever so i had no idea that you had to do a log i had no idea that you had to do all i was in it was like oh i just gotta get there let's drive this thing and that's what i did so all i remember is i was running the i-95 corridor and if you guys have ever ridden the i-95 corridor it is uh, a fantastic road let me tell you um I would, I didn't run, no, had no idea what a logbook was, had no idea what anything was or any of that because they didn't teach, they didn't know, nobody knew. And, uh, and I didn't know that you had to go into scales or any of that. So yeah, I got pulled over at one point in time because I blew a scale and, uh, he was like, what are you doing? I said, well, I just was driving. And he was like, do you have a CD hustle? Well, no, I'm government operated. And he was like, uh, we, they didn't know what to do. So they just let me go. Was it a uh, like a military beige truck, or was it like a civilian-looking rig? What? It was a civilian-looking rig, so it was completely all white. Um, the only thing, and it had numbers on the side of it and everything, but the it was, but it said U.S. government on the side of it. It right. said USMC, and then it had a government plate on it. So they weren't really sure what to do with that either. And I, of course, I had no idea. So. Oh, well, Brandon and I have got some experiences with the government semi trucks, don't we? Yeah, we did some work for the the <laughs> FEMA group before, oh. and um, yeah, that was a fun time in our entire career. You want to talk about a a brand new what was a Michelin, brand new Michelin, but uh, it got a little old on its DOT, so they wanted brand new tires all the way around, paid for by your tax dollars. really brand new brand new they have a a dot thought worse than the rvers out there i'm right there with you that's good i mean the the rv world thinks oh if it's five years four or five years old but it don't have but a thousand miles on it but it's been undercover and armor all every sunday for the last five years that it's time to change it out, and uh, that's not really the case. Scrap tire it is. Well, that's I good. I that as a swing or something. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, something else. But no, that's We good. send it down there to the high school so the kids can throw a football through it. There you go. So looking at some of the pictures that you post on the book face, uh, a lot of port pictures. Is that the? Is that in Seattle? Um, is that, where are those um, ports at? What, I mean, it looks like you picked up a combine at one point. 
Yeah, we uh, we haul a lot of combines. Uh, we, I mean, we haul a little bit of everything. Uh, our bread and butter is obviously, if you see them weird spiky looking things, those are power breakers. Um, we, we do a lot of that. Um, the ports, I, I normally you can find me in the Baltimore port. That's normally where we always go back to. Uh, Seattle, uh, I'm... This is my first time in this port. Very smooth port, to be completely honest with you. It didn't have any issues. Um, that we do a lot of oversize, a lot of different uh, variety of things. Uh, my trailer is a XL uh, mini deck. It's a 2018. It's a 53 foot. Uh, it the double drop is uh, kind of uh, a lot of people don't like it because it's manual. You don't have. I don't have any any hydraulics or air or any of that, it's all, it's all manually powered. Get your workout, workout on, huh? You can. Yeah, it can, it, it, yeah, it can be, uh, be a real pain. <laughs> so when you're going in and out of those ports, do they still have to, you have to have a WIC permit or a WIC card? Yeah, a Twix. Twix, uh, Wix. I knew it was something yeah. like that. I was thinking the WIC yeah, was so, the uh, food card or something. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we have, you have to have a TWIC or you can hire an escort to get you in. But normally you're paying somewhere around 75 to $80 an hour to get you into a port. Yeah, you got to so. be careful about them escorts out in Seattle, though, right? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I didn't have to use one. I got a TWIC. <laughs> so on the permitted loads, what's – what state is favorable to drivers? Texas, Oklahoma, Washington. You said you were sitting there waiting on permits. Do you think you'll wait another day, six hours? How does that usually work for you? Uh, normally a couple hours. So how I normally do do mine, because uh, everybody's kind of ran into this, so they, you, you get your load information and you get there and your load is not exact. So what they're saying, you, what they're giving you on your, your BDOL, or your load info isn't always true to what it is. So when it comes to the oversized game, uh, the way that I, I like to do it and how, how my, actually my amazing dispatcher has me do it. Uh, we basically, um, wait until it's loaded and then I'll take all my measurements and nine out of 10 times, the measurements are not what they say it is. So it is that way when you get permitted, we have an exact measurement. So then I'll give her all the information and she'll go ahead and she'll submit my permits. I normally wait, uh, honestly, it's only normally only a couple hours. Is that that's about it, and that that gives you enough time to do what you need to do: uh, banner up, chain down, and get ready to ride. What's the guidelines these days to have an escort front and back, or versus just having one front and the back? May have one in the middle. So, yeah, yeah. The, um, so typically, uh, that varies state to state, which. That's always a big conversation with some of us. Um, we don't we don't always understand uh, why every state is different when it comes to oversize. And this is this is no joke. And the guys that run oversize will tell you the same exact thing. Every single state has their own rules and regulations when it comes to oversize. So they could be from if you're 11 foot wide, and this is just hypothetically speaking, if you're 11 foot wide, um, you're allowed to run at night. But if you're 11 two, you're not allowed to run at night. And it's just and that could vary from different states. So there's states that'll let you run at night if you are 10 foot and under or, um, and then when it comes to escorts, uh, typically it varies from there as well. So if you're say down in a certain state that you're 14 too tall, well, you need a pole car, which is that one you normally see out front. 
And then, uh, or if you're 14.2, that's when you need a chaser car, who's, or 14.2 wide, you need a chaser car or something behind you. And like I said, that, that's just hypothetical. That varies from different states. Just by a couple inches, huh? It, yep, it could be literally inches uh, to whatever. It varies from state to state. But she always and told me certain- that a couple inches never mattered, so. <laughs> I just, I, government, I guess, I don't understand it. <laughs> well, they could be a little bit of everything there, buddy. Mm. <laughs> but I usually, uh, for, for that, just as a quick reference, because I do travel all across the country, um, I use, uh, there's a book they have, it's called Oversized Load, and it's called the Oversized Yellow Book, and uh, they update it every year, and it, it's pretty handy. It goes by certain states. It'll tell you the permit, uh, just what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. And, uh, like, for instance, uh, an interesting fact, so Nebraska – on football day in Nebraska, you basically are sitting still, and that's not a joke. You're not allowed to run through Nebraska uh, around Lincoln or Omaha on football day. They shut you down. Really? That's interesting. I, I, I personally uh, don't have any experience going cross country. I, I hauled uh, sand, gravel, and everything here locally, so it's it's fascinating to see hear how much work y'all have to do on the backside of, of these things. Yeah, there's and drive the trucks a lot of, on a daily basis. Yeah, you got to pay attention to everything and it could be something as so simple um as your your permit is wrong and you go into a scale because when you're oversized you're going into every single scale mm-hmm. and um unless they're closed. And then so and then you're celebrating. Is, yeah, I, I, of course. Yeah, I'm waving as I go by. Mm-hmm. Um but if your permit is so much as they could read your permit, and uh, Arizona is known for this, but uh, if your permit is off by a inch, and they will come out and they will measure your load and say your permit's off by an inch, they will make you get a new one. What's the cost of these permits? Is it does that vary by state and by width also? That, yeah, that varies by uh, that varies by state. Uh, typically, that can go either way. Uh, weight they really hammer on. Uh, because obviously they need to get their money to make sure their roads are great. Hmm. Yeah, I, we're we're limited on the the oversized uh, knowledge for sure. So we we've got a ton of questions, and we could probably go on for hours. Because if it's federally governed, you wouldn't think the states would be different. But we travel a good bit, so you can go to DFW. And the TSA is a federal agency. You may take mm-hmm. your shoes off in Texas, but you leave your shoes on in Florida. And I, and I'm the same way with you. Is if it's a federal agency, that the rules should be the same for everyone. So I, that's I didn't know that on the oversized loads. I, you almost need a yeah, your dispa- like yeah, like your book mm-hmm. or the app or what's the book called again? The book is the book that I use, and they have different ones out there. So, uh, and also, most states will give you what's called a provision sheet. So, like for the state of Ohio, uh, when you get a permit from the state of Ohio, you have to have your provision sheet attached to that. So, you have to have the provision sheet so they know you know the rules. For instance, also, this is a lot of a lot of people don't know this. So, Ohio, when it comes to oversize, they govern you at fifty-five mile an hour. So, for oversize in the state of Ohio, you have to run fifty-five mile an hour. 
that is the rule. If you get popped over 55 mile an hour, most of the time they will shred your permit on the side of the road and you get a hefty fine. So, mm. but like that, there's a uh, whole different thing. So the book that I actually like to use because it's, it's easy for me, um, is it, it's called oversized load and it's uh oversizedyellowbook.com. You can pick them up at basically, uh, any, any truck stop, uh, carries them from what I understand. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's something that's up. probably on the shelves, loves, and everywhere else. Got you. Uh, yeah. They, they so uh, yeah. I I picked it up at at the uh, Iowa eighty Chrome Shop there in Effingham, Illinois, is where I picked mine up. Well, good deal. Yeah, we like to educate ourselves and everybody else because you never know somebody out there listening right now and they might be wanting to get into oversize and they don't know how and it's it's great learning firsthand from people i know that's how i've learned almost everything i've ever done in life and i think it's the best way and it's one thing we want to bring to this little podcast is just sharing information with people now you might want to be easy on telling you know who you're hauling for and you know don't somebody come in and swipe your load for a little cheaper but that's that's right (laughs) but uh no that's that's great information jordan so yeah, and I didn't. I didn't learn this stuff overnight. I uh, sure. my first oversized load. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I'd never pulled an oversized load. It was probably my third run for Rheinfelder uh, that I'd ever done. And uh, they were like, "Hey, you want to do an oversized load?" And uh, I was like, "Well, I've never done one before." And they're like, "Okay." Uh, and I was like, "But I'll try it." And it, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was like twelve five wide, and I took that from New Jersey all the way up to Wisconsin. So that was that was. Uh, I white knuckled that all the way up there. That's no joke. <laughs> I was, I hurt at the end of the day because I was so tense the whole entire time. I remember laying down in the bed and I just remember being like, Oh wow. Like I felt like I had just run marathon. It's an uh, adrenaline rush. So yeah. Yeah. It was so tense the whole entire time, but no, I didn't learn this stuff overnight. I didn't, uh, I have a, a fantastic mentor. Uh, Richie Foster has mentored me tremendously through my my entire career he kind of took me underneath his wing and kind of showed me the ropes when it came to a lot of different things and and uh the owner of Reinsfelder, um he he has went above and beyond for me on many different occasions um to help me out and uh, so i i've been very lucky and blessed for the people that have been put in my life and surround me yeah and i have a fantastic group of friends yeah it seems like the the mentor you mentioned was he featured in Ten Four Magazine at one point? Uh, he's actually been featured, and uh, it's kind of a funny thing. So he's actually featured in Large Car, the May issue of last year, and this year he was featured in Ten Four, the cover of Ten Four of May this year. Um, he's been in both Large Car and Ten Four, okay. the truck that he's in now. He was both cover trucks. Perfect. Okay, I know we've we've got some some friends and neighbors and it, that's uh, working at Ten Four or uh, mm-hmm. customers has been in. So I thought that name did sound familiar. So. Yep, yep. He's uh, he's a fantastic guy to know. He's a great showman. Uh, he he, and that's like I said, he has mentored me tremendously through everything that I've kind of gone through. Now we have completely different styles when it comes to truck building, but <laughs> we. Uh, uh, we bounce ideas off of each other and he gives me some good ideas. And when it comes to not just, and here's the thing about uh, truck drivers and a lot of people might not know this, but, uh, having a good group of friends that keep you kind of level headed, uh, it's, it's great. And I have a great group of friends that surround me that keep me level headed and keep me uh, on point because you get out here. A lot of people don't talk about 
how lonely it can be out here for the, the over the road truck driver. So, and I go coast to coast, obviously. Um, and it, it, it gets rough sometimes and having a good group of people that surround you and keep you grounded and just keep your day entertained. You don't have to talk to them 24 hours a day or anything like that, but just somebody, you know, to help you out and, uh, to go on for that. So it's beyond mentoring when it comes to just talking about loads to trucking to any of that, but it also goes into life situations. And, uh, when you have a good group of friends that help you in all of that, you, you, you can't go wrong. And I've been very, very lucky to have, have that surrounding me. Yeah, that's great. Cause I mean, the, people don't understand that when you're behind the wheel all day, which is eight, 10 hours, somebody talking to you on the phone for 30, 40 minutes, that, that was some miles you just put behind you and that you weren't really paying it. I shouldn't say paying attention, but it kind of helps the time go by faster. Right. And that, that's great. Yeah. You got some, some people to call and talk to your for a little while and whatnot, give you some support and lift you up when you might be feeling down because it is lonely out there. You, it's you and the road and every truck stop you hit. And that's about it. I mean, that's it. And it makes our world go around. I mean, hundred percent. Yep, it does. And, and without, if, if you do uh, long distance running, uh, you might not see anybody until you shut down at night. And, uh, and that's about the only contact human contact you've had was, Hey, how you doing? Hey, thanks for my meal. See you later. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had thought about, uh, so our podcast here, uh, we usually, uh, talk with someone, whether it be in the studio or on the phone on a Wednesday, uh, RC will go through there and make the edits that he needs to and post it the next Wednesday. What would we, what would be good for the drivers if we had a call in show kind of dating myself here, not kind of like Frazier. What, what's a certain time? Is it a 7 PM to nine? Is it a morning chat? Is it just a good morning America? I mean, we're moving America every day. What's the best time to have that? So are you trying to have drivers just call in and say, Hey, how you doing? That type of deal. Or are you it trying could. to, it could be anything from a driver saying, I've been driving for six hours and I hadn't talked to anybody. Well, well, um, Bob, well, Bob, what's on your mind? Or, or, or what guy says, Hey, I'm headed, I'm leaving Florida. Uh, I've got to go up the East coast. Uh, I know that hurricane's going to hit. Where can I stop? Where can I r- outrun the storm? Uh, the guy could call and say, Hey, I've been sitting on the side of the road for two hours with this steer tire blown out. Do y'all know anybody in, uh, Spokane, Washington? Mm-hmm. It's just um, a, a network that we're trying to build. I mean, honestly, uh, at, at, in this day and age, I think everybody runs. So I'm actually, uh, if I'm not oversized, I'm a night runner. I like running at night. I don't know what it is. I would rather run. I like to run in that 1 a.m. to all the way up into the early early morning and then shut her down in the afternoon. That's just how I like to run. Everybody's a little bit different. I don't know what it is for me why I like running that way. I just, uh, when I, once I kind of get myself in a groove, that's the way that I like to run. Um, I think it has to do with the glow of the lights, if you want my honest opinion. And there's nobody to bother me. So I don't have, I just put on my music or, or a podcast and I just ride. And that's just what I like to do. So I think it varies from driver to driver because there's some drivers that don't like to do that. Um, there's some drivers that like to wake up in, in their early evening time about 6 p.m. and start their day. That's, uh, I think so. It basically, uh, that just varies driver to driver. 
Right. And it might be next year this time we have two programs. We have a morning, a night, uh, have the guys and gals be able to call in, talk about their day, talk about, and, and it might be like you're saying, Hey, I just got pulled over. My permit just got ripped up. I need some help. I'm on the turnpike in uh, Oklahoma. Y'all know anybody? Uh, hey, I just ran out of fuel. I'm at 35 and and 380. I need some help. We got you. You know. So it's basically right. we don't want drivers to feel like they're on an island by themselves. Call us. We'll talk to you. We'll listen. We'll talk about your truck. We'll talk about. Uh, if your wife's running around on you, or if you want to run around on your wife, we'll talk about that too. And just the in- industry as a whole and, you know, anything and everything. So, but no, it's, yeah. I mean, nighttime. Yeah, you're right. That That's when a lot of them like to, cause you got less traffic. It's just blowing through. Uh, I just, you sleep good during the day, I guess, I assume, huh? Uh, well, I think the Marine Corps gave me a certain set of skills where I don't really need a whole lot of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> You're still a young fellow, I believe. You, you'll get I'm there. I'm 33. You'll get there. Oh, you're in your prime. Yeah, that's what I was saying, thinking. I'm in my prime. In I don't know. Prime. I'll be honest with you all. I cried on my 30th birthday. I was stuck in the truck, and it was my 30th birthday, and I was stuck in the truck, and I was all alone and everything else. And it was just one of those things. I'm like, it's all over at 30. It's all over. And then. <laughs> nah, it's just getting started. <laughs> yeah, 30, 30 is when it gets fun. Wait till you get 40. It really gets kicked off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. 40's yeah. the new 21. So what's uh what do you like to do outside of trucking, Jordan? Uh honestly, um I I do a little bit of everything. Uh I kind of I like working on I like working on cars. Um I, I uh, Where do you where do you call home? Ohio, Salem, Ohio. The so right out there is south of Youngstown. Ohio, gotcha. if anybody's familiar. Feel feel Fuel area, fuel area is real, real popular through there. So, um, uh, I, for the most part, my life has become trucking. Uh, and I think when you get into it to a certain level, it becomes a, uh, kind of becomes a lifestyle that you, uh, you, you get into and you, you just live and breathe it. I mean, I've, I've spent, I've spent countless hours on, on this semi. Uh, you, you said something about, about my visor. You like it being black like that so just uh just a little information about that that's not painted that's vinyl wrap well the, the last guys and gals we talked to that that seems to be what everybody's going to is the vinyl wrap uh i started i started doing that on when i had my black kenworth when i first started working for reinsfelder i vinyl wrapped one and i wasn't sure how it was going to turn out um and it turned out uh pretty pretty good um and so i went with it with all this too so that vinyl wrap that was on my kenworth held up for about three years with no issues um never ripped never tore uh never looked faded any of that and you can also wax that vinyl just like you would paint um so that's where i kind of like it better because you start to see some of these older trucks that are out here that had painted visors at some point in time and what ended up happening is they start getting what we call sandblasted. So they, you know, starts to fade over time. And that's kind of what I've been going with. Uh, anything, any, anything I put on the truck that has to be kind of color matched. I, I go with vinyl. I think it's a, a, whoever came up with the idea did well and it works good for big trucks. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We got a little custom Peterbilt golf cart we're building here in house. And I actually thought about instead of painting it, just wrapping the whole thing. 
that's that's good to hear. But what else? So what, uh, uh, what shows are what shows are y'all planning on going to? Oklahoma next month. Yeah, Oklahoma twenty first and twenty second. Uh, Buffalo Run Casino, uh, working with the Ottawa Foundation to support uh, kiddos with autism. Uh, after okay. that, uh, RC's working on a calendar. We'll try to get that posted. Uh, there's one in East Texas. There's one in Mobile, Alabama. And then if we ever, uh, if we get the right, right timing, we might try to go out to North Carolina, uh, for the Mayberry show. So, uh, okay. we're, we're kind of building our calendar. Um, we've got some other business opportunities. We'll actually be in Chillicothe, Ohio next week. Uh, so All we'll right. be there for the, uh, truck show. Uh, with Kenworth, they run the parade uh, through their downtown mm-hmm. on Saturday. So we do get out and about. Um, love to have you in studio one day, or if we get close uh, out on the road, uh, like to get together and visit with you, treat you for a, a steak dinner if you'd like. Oh, that'd be lovely. I'd really like that. And then two, uh, we'll try to have the. The gals in the office might even treat you to some swag, some hats, some T-shirts. Oh, okay. uh, once we get offline, we'll reach out to you and get your address and, and whatnot, get you some shirts and caps so you can promote us out on the road. I see that you do wear a couple of caps from uh, Stay Loaded. To me, they're probably one of the number one, uh, if not number two in the business when it comes to apparel. They, they yeah, yeah. I uh, I like stay loaded. I like they they they. I like their shirts. Most of their shirts are kind of what my style is. So I appreciate what they what they do. Um, so I was uh, we just I just came from a show. So it was my very first show this last uh, Memorial Weekend. That was my very first show that I did. Um, it was a non competition show. It was kind of more of a hangout show. It was for Troy Huddleston, uh, his memorial. So I was I was down at that. So I had a great time sitting there with the roadworks crew and um all my friends that were there uh the mckennies to uh the chi town large car richie foster all those we all had a, a great time down there they put on an awesome parade um and then we just had a, a blast so that was my first show that i'd ever attended and i tell you what the parade was my favorite thing uh i don't uh i had a good friend of mine he rode with me uh, he, he said, you'll, uh, you'll never blow your air horn more than being in these parades. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, have you ever drove through LA? Um, and, uh, no, he was right. Uh, my hand never left my air horn full. And so. what we, <laughs> what we might have to talk about since you do drive a Peterbilt, we're about a half a mile, a 10th of a mile from the factory here in Denton, America. I could hit a golf ball there. Ooh. Oh, uh, that, that's amazing there. The, uh, I might. Well, it's a couple hundred yards. It yeah, no it's not far. I mean, he, Tyler <laughs> over being happy Gilmore with the golf ball, but from the rooftop, I from the get, rooftop, nah, 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 he probably I get close. could. I get close. <laughs> but uh, we have our, or we help with Peterbilt's truck show. It's invitational only. We bring the top fifty in. Uh, we uh-huh. had our first uh, monthly uh, open house truck show. Uh, meeting this week, so we're getting ready for that. And you're exactly right. We have a parade on Friday night 
first topic of the meeting yesterday was the complaints about the air horns were being too loud. So that was a uh, kind of new. I, I didn't think anybody would call in, but they actually, uh, the police department had about four phone calls saying uh, a noise disturbance running through the city of Denton. Tell them it's before 10 p.m. to get over it, huh? Uh, it's, it's hard ah, to... Uh, I would. It really is. I would have to think. Probably the people that call in is probably uh, Democrats. I don't know if I can say that. (laughs) RC, you might have to uh, put the beep on that one. They definitely voted for Biden. Let's just put it out there, (laughs) right? But uh, fifty show trucks running through uh, Denton, America, promoting Peterbilt Motor Company. Uh, it's real hard, hard to complain, but that was our first topic of discussion yesterday. So, uh, yeah, but, that's, uh, why would you complain about that? That's, uh, uh it's, but this, this day and age, it's crazy what people will complain it, about. It, it, will. Just, it will. It will. Yep. If you had a line and said, okay, in this line, we're going to pass out free hundred dollar bills. There's people that would get there. They would get two fifties and complain. They didn't get a hundred dollars. You're correct. That, that's just, right. Not just this world. It's today. sad. It is sad. But uh, one last thing that I wrote a question down about the oversight okay. lows. When you were talking yeah. about your mentor, is there ever a time that when you re- reach a certain size that you have to have a team driver? Uh, no, no, okay. uh, no. It's all on you. Yep. Uh, normally, so if you get to a certain size and uh, you're in constant contact. When you have chasers in a pole car and all that with you, you're in constant call and contact with those. So the guys that that's been doing it for a long time, and there's guys that have been doing it for way longer than I have. Um, I like to. So basically, you are the boss of those guys. Is how it basically was always explained to me, and the way that I've ran it, the few times that I have ran it, I am in charge. I am the boss. Uh, if you have a good chaser, uh, a good chaser will stay right there on the corner of your load. And that no, everybody wonders why chaser cars look like shit. And um, sorry about that. I probably shouldn't no, say that. No, but, that's um, I'm with you. Uh, they, they are beat up cars and, re- and they buy beat up cars for that reason because they ride, and this is no joke, they ride probably about four or five feet off of your rear bumper of your trailer. And they are right there and they are to protect you um, and protect your load. And they do just that uh, if you have a very good one. Uh, I had one that was fantastic that uh, I was coming out of, actually it was out of California and I had to go all the way to Virginia with it. And I'm telling you right now, this, this fella, he was fantastic. He said so much to the point he was getting, his company was getting phone calls because people would try and pass me when I'm lane changing and he would run them into the grass. And well, I'm sorry, you know, unfortunately that had to happen, but if I'm lane changing, I can't see anything around me and he's there to protect me. So, and that's, that's the way that it, that's, that's the way it is. And point. that's why we had that. We have flashing lights and banners and everything else. That doesn't mean speed up and cut me off. That means, Hey, watch out. I'm kind of big and I can't see you. No, that's a good point. I've always wondered why it was a, an older vehicle with a million miles on it, but there, that vehicle is there to protect you. Let's wreck mm-hmm. the chaser car. Let's not wreck the semi well and just picking up all the debris getting kicked off those wheels too yeah i mean you exactly that's that's your that's your bodyguards front back and and side to side so and that's uh, the way you look at them them chaser cars and that pole car those are those are your bodyguards 
and that's the way that uh, that it basically is ran if they're good. Um, my I had a great pole car. Uh, when you're going down a two lane road, uh, your pole car is supposed to be out in front of you, and he will push people over to make room for you, and he will sit there until you get to him, so that they know, like, hey, you're not going anywhere. He's got to have the space, and your pole car. They're, they got to be just as aggressive. You're, you're, these guys, uh, the, a lot of people, I think, overlook your chaser and your pole cars. Uh, those guys, they put their lives at more risk than so than the driver because they will do whatever it takes to make sure that you get through there, and uh, and they won't let you fail if, if they're good at what they do. Right. They're there to take a bullet for you. That's interesting. Yep, we, we could probably go on for a while about this. We we love to learn stuff, but let me ask this, Jordan. You love the open road. You love trucking. You love this country. What's your favorite spot to cruise through that makes you feel like a little kid? Ooh, I got a couple ones. Uh, so I really, really like the ride. If anybody's ever rode um, 70 to 15 down through into Nevada or up through that way, um, it's just a beautiful view. Uh, hands down, uh, you, you won't see anything better in the country, in my opinion. Also, if you run 90 at all, um, the, through Idaho right there, Coeur d'Alene, it, it's a beautiful view through there. Those are just breathtaking to me. And it's crazy how you see all these views and pretty views uh, throughout the country. Uh, I had a long discussion with my mentor about this one day. Um, a lot of people will get jealous of us truck drivers that go over here over the road and all this, and we get to see all this stuff. But you got to remember, all we're doing is seeing it. So it's like you live in a glass box. You can see all this amazing stuff around you, and it's awesome to see it. I'll never take that away. But at the same time, you never get to experience. So I can tell you right now, I've probably been to Vegas, I don't know, uh, 10, 15, 20 times. I've been through Vegas and everything, but I've never been to Vegas. <laughs> Just driven through, though. I've seen sure. it all, and a lot of pe- a lot of people have never really taken that in consideration for what we do. Um, we live in a glass box. We're not allowed. We, like we are allowed. To, you're allowed to if you have the time to. But a lot of time we got to move that load. So you're getting there and you're getting your job done because that's what you got to do because you're on a schedule and you got to maintain that. And you want to look good for your company and you want to look good for other people and you got to have a sense of pride in your job. So you live in a glass box and you get to see all these places but you never get to touch these places. So I've been everywhere, but I've never been nowhere, if that makes any sense. There you go. Well put. Well put. Those wheels got to be turning to make money. But I think you came out ahead not stopping in Vegas. I mean, you didn't lose any money. So (laughs) you're going to do nothing but lose money there. Well, that was just an example. (laughs) Sure, sure. But Jordan, man, we appreciate your time. Taking time every day. Good talking to you. Wish you the best of luck. Be yes. safe out there. Thank you guys so much. And we'll definitely reach out to you, get you some swag, and uh, look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, and, and, and be thinking too. You all have a lovely day. Yes, sir. Be thinking too, and, and we'll talk more offline. But I really want to get that that call in show to support the drivers late at night or early in the morning. Uh, would love to hear your ideas offline about that. But uh, have a good okay. day. Have a good rest of the week. Be safe. Tyler, anything before we go? RC, you're good. Mr. Jordan, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Take care, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Bye-bye now.